is where the party is at. We love hearing speakers at our meetings and wanted to continue the conversation and dig a little deeper. So we came up with the Chapel Mops After Party Podcast. Your hosts, Barkley and me, Summer. Hi guys, welcome back to our show. Welcome, we're excited to be back. So we just had last week Latoya Gray speak to us in our Mops group and about marriage. Yep. So I want to first just give a little bio about her because she is one amazing, amazing woman. Um, Latoya is an executive leader in corporate America, a speaker, a mentor, teacher, and aspiring author. She helps others find their passions and their voice. As a woman of color, Latoya has had the opportunity to break through numerous glass ceilings and bring others on the journey with her. She has a passion for God's word, race issues, diversity and inclusion, and business topics. Her greatest passion is for people to embrace God's love, walk in freedom, and grab a hold of the restoration and healing that comes from Jesus. Latoya is a wife, a mother of twin boys, (laughs) a serious foodie cook. She is committed to her church and loves to serve. She is also deeply committed to a social justice and race reconciliation. In her free time, she likes to read, plan foodie road trips with her family, and of course, try new recipes. The most important thing that Toya would like you to know is that her identity is in Jesus. She is a child of the Most High King, and so are you. Latoya, I have gotten to meet you in this last month. We Our paths have kept crossing, and I just want to say the joy that comes from you and your personality and who you are. I mean, the Holy Spirit is just in you. It just outpours mm. in you. And so um, we had a speaker for MAPS. Yes, we had But it we canceled all... the speaker. <laughs> well, she came to me because we had it all planned and ready to go. And she came and said, I met someone and I love her (laughs) and I love her energy. And I was like, all right. And you lived up to the hype. I mean, you were fantastic. We really loved having you. You guys are so kind. It was fun. You guys have the best moms. We do. It's a good group. The best moms. The kindest. Yeah. But I think your joy is just, um, that's contagious. And it just comes right Mm -hmm. off of you. And so. Thank you. I think the moms really, really enjoyed your talk on marriage is what we talked about. So that's what we'll be talking a little bit more today. Why don't you tell us your husband's name, how long you've been married, start there. Super excited to share that with you. So thanks for having me. Yes. Of course. So my husband is Sterling Gray. I love that name. Does, Such doesn't a cool he name. have a phenomenal he name? Does. Oh, he does. He has an amazing name. He's an amazing man. Um, been married for 11 years. It'll be 12 years in September. Oh. And uh, we have two boys, Connor and Hudson. They're eight years old. Um, and I love being married. Connor and Hudson, the cutest. Yeah. Very cute. Oh, my yeah. goodness. They're so Their cute. Names. Yeah. They're intense. They're awesome eight-year-olds. Intense. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. We both have eight-year-olds also, so yes, we, we do. So we know you we're know. in that. Oh, yes. yeah. We do. Oh, yeah. Yep. So little fun fact about Sterling and I. Uh, Sterling and I actually went to undergrad together. Okay. And then he was a football player and was dating someone. Oh. I was in, you know, like literally like 11, 17 organizations and saving the world. <laughs> and then I went to grad school in Pennsylvania. He went to grad school in New York. And then we re-met in Milwaukee at a Culver's. How random. I want to hear this wait, story, wait. How, how you met. How did you meet? Yeah. So my best friend and I were going to Culver's. Whenever I'm in Wisconsin, I always grab cheese curds and ice cream from oh, Culver's. Delicious. Right? The best. Seriously? Well, it's funny. When we were growing up, you drove up to Wisconsin to have Culver's. Cheese curds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they're cheese curds. everywhere. everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That's true. So I was flying in for a customer, um, a client every week. And this weekend, instead of flying back to Pennsylvania, I stayed in Milwaukee, was going to a picnic, and we stopped by Culver's on the way to like TJ Maxx or something to get like a table cover or whatever. And he walked in the door and I looked at my best friend. I was single at the time. I looked at my best friend and I was like, who is that chunky chocolate man? (laughs) (laughs) And she just laughed and we sat there. And then on the way out, I looked over one more time. And I was like, oh, my goodness, Sterling Gray. And he's like, LaToya Connors. <gasps> and that was the end of it. I was like, hey. He was like, hey. And he was like, hey, I'll be in Illinois because I'm taking a new job. And I'm like, well, I'm in Illinois every single week at a customer site. Ooh. And I was like, we should grab lunch or dinner. And literally, guys, all I meant was lunch or dinner. He was like, okay. I gave him my business card. As I was walking out the door, my girlfriend goes, you're going to marry him. Stop 
And I was like, Just you're insane. You. <gasps> you're insane. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then fast forward six months, uh, we got engaged. And then a year later, we got married. Wow. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. How crazy. It's one of those stories where you say, well, if you're meant to be, you'll come back together. Yeah. You were. It happened. But it was like. It happened. Not that it was first sight, but it was like instantly, like, yep, yeah. it's time. You or at least one. her friend could tell. Yeah, yeah your she friend could tell. Could tell. <laughs> she she, she could definitely tell. Maybe you weren't feeling that no, way. But. I was not feeling it. I was done. I had, you know, I shared a little bit about my background, yeah. but I had gotten married um, right out of grad school to a, it was a Haitian man who was attending my church. And I was like, God has given, because I didn't do a lot of dating. I was always out doing other things. So I got married right out of grad school. Um, and this man I met at church, and he was wonderful. And I was like, yay, God is bringing together all my international travels. And I met someone who's international. And my old prayer partner was like, this is a great opportunity for you to meet this guy. He was going to my church. And then, yeah, we got married, and he left three years later. So he just kind of walked out the door. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was... At that point, I was like, I'm done. I had sold my house. I was convinced I was going to be a missionary in Spain. And I was not feeling anything except for this trip. Had things been hard or this was totally out of the blue? Um, The the divorce? Yeah. Oh, it was so hard. Or him leaving. Oh, it was so hard. It was unexpected. Because, like, literally, um, he had a daughter that I helped raise. and, And literally, like, I was dropping him off for a quick vacation back in Haiti and never expected him to not come home. And then just one day he was like, I'm not coming back. My goodness. Yeah, it was absolutely horrible. And, you know, people say there's always two sides to every story. And I believe that there Mm -hmm. is two sides to every story. But then there are those instances where your husband just leaves. He has ulterior motives and he just leaves. Yeah. And then I found out he got married like four months later back in Haiti. Like after like a lot of crazy financial stuff had happened and he took everything. (laughs) But God is a God of restoration. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. it was like the days were long and it was crazy, but like God has restored all that back to me tenfold and it's just mm-hmm. amazing. Well, mm-hmm. I know we're going to be talking about marriage today and yeah. sticking to it and fighting for it, but I yes. think it's also important to say that there are times where it's not okay to stay it's or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if it's unsafe or you're being abused in any way, you know, I just want to make that clear that mm-hmm. as much as we want to fight for marriage, there's sometimes where it's or they leave you, and that's not you your fault. You know, that's not on you. 100%. So mm-hmm. I tell people that story because whenever I, like, serve in church ministry, no matter where I'm at, like, I just want people to know, like, that's my story. Mm-hmm. Like, and for, and as a believer, if your identity is not in Christ, you think you walk around and you wear this big D of divorce on yeah. your head. Mm-hmm. And you probably do, but the fact is, is, like, that's a moment in time. That's not your whole story. That's not your heart. Like Mm -mm. we serve a God that knows like our hearts and he knows our intent. And I came from a family where my parents were married for years and Mm -hmm. I was like, knew I was going to have that legacy too. And then all of a sudden someone breaks your hopes and your dreams. And then Mm -hmm. what do you do? And then you Mm -hmm. have to crawl back. And it's like, no, my identity is still in Jesus. I still believe in the covenant of marriage, even Mm -hmm. though I had it broken. Mm -hmm. I still believe in it. And by the way, like God tells us in Joel 2.25 that he'll restore to us all the years the locusts have stolen. Mm -hmm. And like that part of my story is just just that. It's a part of a story that like God knows. And I think it's important Mm -hmm. that those stories are shared, that even Christian marriages fall apart or yeah. mm-hmm. and can be restored, restored. in yeah. other marriages or um, but I don't think enough people in the church talk about it no. so no. I think it's important that you're yeah. sharing that and story. it's taboo right it's kind yeah, of exactly. don't talk about right? yeah there's no shame to that and it mm-hmm. should be shared God mm-hmm. hates divorce he doesn't hate the divorcees correct right, right. that is right, right. So we have to keep mm-hmm. it in perspective. Like mm-hmm. when we teach the word, we have to teach the word, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, wait, before I go on, what is your Enneagram number? Because I'm very curious. Do you know what Enneagram Oh, yes. Do, do I do? know? This okay, because I feel like it will help <laughs> yeah. us and the listeners no, really. Better. I kind of have a guess, but I want to hear what you, what what you No, no, I want to no, hear no, first. No, oh. <laughs> no, I can't. Okay, so I did the Enneagram exercise. I have some friends who are just amazing, and we did the Enneagram, and I'm like, oh, it is what it is. Um, what is one? Um, it's perfectionist. Yeah. And what is two? Helper. Okay. So believe it or not. And then what is seven? Um, an enthusiast. And what's eight? Is the challenger. 
Okay, so I think I'm a one with a two wing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. See that? Mm-hmm. So awesome. my dad is one, and one thing about ones are they like to save the world. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, right. and so I see that in you. Yes. I almost thought maybe three because you're so involved uh-huh. in so many mm-hmm. things, but mm-hmm. I could see a one, yeah, too. I think I was a one, too. I'll have to double check. Yeah, no, I kind of put sense. it down a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think I'm definitely a one, too. I can see the helper in there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. just helping people around you and, and helping them grow. And Well, see, now so, we learned so much about you. There you yes, go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so you talked on marriage, mm-hmm. and we uh, pulled some points from it that we just wanted to, in case... Somebody out there hasn't watched or listened to it. Um, some of the main points from your talk were, as regards to marriage, um, acknowledging your starting point, mm-hmm. seek counseling. Mm-hmm. I put in parentheses just uh, you mentioned going when things are good, yeah. not necessarily. And that I thought that was really important mm-hmm. because when you guys are in the worst of it, the last thing you want to do is like get together and talk about it. Exactly. So I think I think mm-hmm. that was huge. I was like, exactly. yeah, you should go when things are good just to make it mm-hmm. even to better it or good mm-hmm. when it's not good, you yeah. know? And I tell people all the time, like, I love Jesus. He's my life. Like, seriously, he's my all in all. But I also love counseling and therapy. Yeah. Because yes. there's sometimes we're like, as women especially, we mm-hmm. get in our own heads and mm-hmm. we get in our own way. And like there can just be things that build up that's just not healthy. You need people to process it out with. And you know what? The truth of the matter is, is like you can't process your every thought with your spouse. Yeah. Correct. Like that's not his role. Right. Mm -hmm. right? So it's okay to seek good, godly, outside Christian counseling um, to help you process things that we deal with. And you mentioned that, you know, sometimes even if your husband doesn't want to go, you go for yourself. You go by yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge too. Mm -hmm. Um, negotiate and be honest. Be willing to not win. To not win. Not to lose. I love that. Yes. How, I mean, that's so important to go into when you have a disagreement to Mm -hmm. be like, hey, we need to come out on the same page. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm right and you're wrong Mm -hmm. because I think that's mainly a lot of marriages Mm -hmm. and and husband and wife go into that Mm -hmm. wanting to be justified. Mm -hmm. But if it's a we aspect of like coming together, it mm-hmm. changes it. So it it's changes not, the dynamic. Yeah, it it's just like, everything. I want to be heard. It's not mm-hmm. that I want to win. Not I just want win. you to understand what I'm yeah. having to say. So that's yeah. so good. And it takes a while to get there because the reality is, is like, people say marriage is 50-50. Like, marriage is not 50-50. I don't know anything in life that is 50-50. <laughs> On a given day, someone's always going to be doing more in one area or less in another yeah. area and mm-hmm. so forth. That is a good Right, it's just Mm -hmm. it's just so imbalanced, and I think the world says that because we are always looking for equity and equality, Mm -hmm. right, and things to be fair. But for a marriage, you're looking for more than that, Mm -hmm. right? I remember someone said, "Don't fight as if you're enemies when you're married, because you have to live with the person." So, like, it's easy, especially as women. I don't know about you, but let me just tell you about my sinful self at Mm -hmm. times. Like, it's easy for me to use my words to cut. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm good with words. Right. When you're smart and you're really good with words, you can use words. Um, but I have to live with that person long after that word is out of my mouth. And it's not it's not like curse words or bad words or things like that. No, but, but it's you like know just how to hurt meaning yeah. knowing how to cut someone like with a word or something that they've gone through. And it's like, no, you have to you when you inflict those wounds you also will be a part of healing those wounds. Mm-hmm. And those wounds, just like a regular surgical wound, those wounds will open and they will fester and they will come back to haunt you. So like, it's not about winning and losing. It's about being heard. It's about letting the other person have the last word. Um, for us as believers, it's about sometimes, and I don't say this like being quiet, like be quiet, but I say it about like, Quieting your spirit, asking God to quiet your spirit, because mm-hmm. everything that we want to say doesn't necessarily need to be said. Right. Mm. And there's a time for it. Yes. Whether it's with our spouse, or our kids, or our friends, sometimes people can't receive the good word that you have in that moment. Yes. Yeah. A lot of times in my marriage, when we do have an, a disagreement, I sometimes have to process mm-hmm. and I I stop my tongue mm-hmm. because in a lot of ways, I'll say something I'll regret mm-hmm. that I didn't mean mm-hmm. that I truly know if I was in touch with my heart, I wouldn't have said. Correct. So yeah. a lot of times I'll say to my husband, hey, I need, I need just 
time to process Mm -hmm. what I'm feeling and thinking and then go to the heart of why am I feeling this Mm -hmm. way? Because sometimes it's like I need to have some time with the Lord. Correct. (laughs) You know, like there's just things that are going on and I'm like, Or you're just PMSing and it's not really something you should be mad about. Or you're (laughs) mad at something else. Yeah. I think taking that breath is important or we feel neglected what about when we feel neglected like like as a mom as a wife sometimes you just feel unappreciated and neglected Mm -hmm. and it comes out in other ways um it's so weird because i think when we met like there's been times where like my kitchen sink is a special place for some reason you talked about it the first time i met you on a phone call yeah like there's something that happens i'm looking out the backyard and or i'm cooking and there's something to get kitchen sink and the lord will speak to me but there's also times where my husband will come out of his man cave (laughs) in the basement or his basement office and we'll be in a heated conversation and here lately like god is quiet at my spirit and sometimes i can just say I am not upset at you. I am just hurt. Or I'm not upset at you. I am just dealing with a lot. And I think then that frees him up to say, well, what are you dealing with? Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. to step into it in a different way instead of us just like spewing Mm -hmm. everything at him and he doesn't know how to respond. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes we got to let our spouses off the hook. They're not on the hook for handling our every emotion. Right. They're not going to feel all the needs that we have. No. 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 Mm-mm. Um, I love when you talked at Mops, we had a side conversation before you came up on the yeah. stage uh-huh. and how you felt God calling you to mm-hmm. give the message on marriage. Mm-hmm. So how did you start the, mar- the marriage talk? Mm-hmm. So if I remember correctly, I started the marriage talk by just affirming the women. Mm-hmm. So I think what's really important for women is we are married and we're wives but before we were wives, what were we? Right? We were just daughters of the king. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So our mm-hmm. identity first is in Christ. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that from that point, if everything that we do stems from who we are in the Lord, whether you're married or whether you're single, whether you're divorced or whether you're widowed, whatever, like our identity is in Jesus. It's who he says we is. And we are loved and we are accepted and we are not alone, right? So it's about our identity and who he says we are. And then from that, we can branch off and be other things. From that identity in Christ, as a woman, as a daughter of the king, we can then be wives. We can then be moms. And then we can be whatever. But that grounding our women and ourselves and our identity in Christ is so important. And it sets the tone for the fact that no matter what you go through, no matter what you're going through, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, like we are daughters of the most high king. He invites us to the table, not to serve, but to be with him, to Mm. be near him because he wants to be near us. So I think when we're having those empty moments, when we don't feel valued, um, when we don't feel like we have all of our needs met, like... God is right there. He's a tangible force right there saying, I love you. And guess what? I will be your all in all. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So it just, it kind of transforms. And like when I talk to women, like the one thing I want to say is like our identity, we need to be reminded that Jesus loves us. So as moms, we say that over our kids and we sing that over our kids. But I want women to know that like Zephaniah says that God sings and dance over us, not just when we accepted him as savior, but that he enjoys our presence that much that he rejoices over us. How many times do you need to know that? I need to know that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and I don't know how many unmarried listeners we have, but I think that's huge to get right with the Lord Mm -hmm. and have your identity in him. So when you do go to look for a, a partner, you're not putting that on him. Right. Because right. he's going to fail you. He's going to fail he's you. He's going to disappoint mm-hmm. you. True. So if you're healthy here with the Lord, then you know you can be healthy mm-hmm. for somebody else. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. That's a good... Mm-hmm. And I think for all of our listeners that are single, mm-hmm. like I tell people, I've been married 11 years going on 12, but I still remember what it's like to be single. Like mm-hmm. I'm not so far removed that I don't remember what it's like to feel like a third will or to be alone when someone else is going out or to have Valentine's Day by myself, lovely Hallmark holiday. Um, <laughs> or, um, you know, I still remember those days or those nights where like I'm struggling with um, temptation or whatever it yes. might be. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is, is like, you have to have your identity in Christ and you have to live your life. I find so many singles, at least back in my day, like my day, but I find so many singles that are kind of putting their life on hold until they find a mate. Right. Yeah. Right. 
that never worked. It didn't work for me. No. It it works when you are living out your calling in Christ, doing what he's called you to do. And then your mate kind of finds you doing the things and being faithful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. any other way, you're kind of putting your life on hold. And God, I don't think I've ever read in any scripture where God says, wait until, wait until. Right. Like, to help. Yes. Yeah. That's true. That's Live what true. he's got for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last point was prayer and worship. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I loved when you talked about the atmosphere, the atmosphere. changing with worship music. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like like scary movies, like the the tension in a room, mm-hmm. I totally feel. Music but I, can change for sure. Like the music of mm-hmm. worship music can change the atmosphere mm-hmm. of my house, but then 100%. it can change my mood. It can 100%. change it how I react. It's very hard to have a screaming match when Praise yeah, the Lord right. is playing. <laughs> you know, 100%. I mean, come on, that's true. 100%. You're gonna be fight. put if, the, if, the, you're gonna go into it more carefully and more thoughtful and more thoughtful, more <laughs> mindful, right? Right, exactly. And I think that when we talk about changing the atmosphere, like we have to remember that Satan has come against the family unit since the beginning of time. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I do believe that there are there is things going on in our atmosphere that we can't see, but yeah. there's an underlying deeper prospect to it. Like if 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 Satan can get a hold in your marriage with just a word, or you feeling neglected, or your husband making a bad decision and you not forgiving, or whatever, like that's a stronghold that can start out in your marriage, and you have to take command of that through Christ. And I do believe that. Satan wants to destroy marriages. He wants to destroy marriages. He wants to destroy our children. He wants to get us so um, mixed up where where we don't know up from down, right? And I think prayer and worship is powerful. And a lot of times when my my house, I don't know about yours, I tell people, if you're coming to my house, I'm not always going to clean the house for you. I love like, that. Like the that. kitchen will be clean, the food will be good, and I'll wipe the toilet seat can you, so you can sit on it. But yes. you're going to step on Legos, you're going to step over junk, and it's just what it is, but you're invited into my space. But there's something about being able to put that worship music on. It even calms the kids. Yes. Yeah. The kids true. will start to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's just something about inviting God's presence into our arena and say, we want you here, Lord, in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just like starting your day with... Um, time with the Lord or a devotional mm-hmm. because I don't know, it just sets you right for the day mm-hmm. to start that way because mm-hmm. then it makes it harder to be impatient or mm-hmm. whatever you might be struggling with that day. You're like, oh, I, you know, I think you're connecting first. back to the tree, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and yes. you're reminded of all those fruits of the spirit that you want to portray for that day, not all the th- negative I things you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I just heard um, on another podcast, but it's been something that's been going over in my mind that Satan plays chess with us. He's strategic Very in strategic. how he places things, and he is a studier of us. Mm-hmm. And what bothers up us or insecurities or mm-hmm. you know with our marriage. So I I just just being aware of that I think is so important. Of um, you know, like stopping and spending time with the Lord and mm-hmm. saying, nope, you fill me up, Lord. You help me. You strengthen me. So I don't know that picture. It's scary, yeah. but I think it's real to mm-hmm. be thinking through. So mm-hmm. I agree with yeah. that. All right. How about some questions? You up for it? Sure. Bring them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what is some advice you'd give someone thinking about getting married? Man, that's a great question. I think there's a lot of advice. Um I think one piece of advice is why do you want to be married? Ooh, that is a really good question. <laughs> like why? I mean, and can we be real? Yes, we'll like, be real. Of course. Like, mm-hmm. like I think that a lot of people, especially Christian individuals, no matter what age they are, there's always this healthy tension between like like getting married and being pure and pursuing the things of God, right? Mm-hmm. Like I used to tell people, I do a lot of speaking, at least before COVID, I did a lot of speaking at like college campuses. And we'd always talk about the fact that like, um, just because you're horny doesn't mean you need to get married. Like, can we talk mm-hmm. about yeah, right. that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, yep, 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 yep. like understand it. Yes. We got it. Right. There's other avenues. There's we other- got to talk about <laughs> that, but probably not the most important driver. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think that, the question is, is we have to have a resolved in our hearts about what marriage is and what it isn't. Because yes. marriage is for better or for worse. And what happens in some of our lives when the worse 
is the biggest part or for sickness and in health. What happens when sickness is a bigger part of the health, right? Mm -hmm. So I think people have to know what marriage is. Marriage is to glorify God. And then by a byproduct of that, we get things like relationship with our husbands, awesome special time. We have kids, we have other things and like there's joy and there's hope and there's things. But all that is for God's glory and his picture of how he treats the church. So we have to have it right in our heads about like what marriage really is. Mm -hmm. Marriage is not just about these fun times, having a perpetual date. Um, marriage is hard work. It is so hard. It is yes. hard work. There's probably sometimes more disappointment than joys at certain seasons, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you got to know why you want to be married. That is I really think it's a great start. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what would you say <laughs> for the newlywed? Now that they are married. Yeah. yeah. Now that they are. <laughs> so. It's so easy. It's really that first year is just. Yeah. Or eat, so just... before we started recording, we <laughs> talked about purity code. Yes. Maybe yes. here now we can talk about that yeah. and what that might bring. All right. So um, I do a lot of public speaking mm -hmm. and a lot of teaching. And needless to say, when I talk to high schoolers and college students, the topics of sex come up a lot. Okay. As it should. Can yes. I just say, if the church needs isn't to be talking about, about no, sex, we need, we need that's to talk a problem. About it. Let's normalize talking yeah. about sex. Yes, yeah. Right? Um, because when things are done in the dark and when it's quiet, like... Satan gets a grip in there, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I don't want my boys to be finding out stuff from school or from other places. Absolutely. I want them to know that if they have a question, they can talk to mommy and daddy, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Um, so I think, so for newlyweds in general, for some people that first year is amazing. Right, 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 right. right. Maybe but even the first couple, few years. First couple, probably, yeah, you know? right? Yeah. But I think for other people, it's really hard. And I think one of the things that the church maybe needs to talk more about is you go from a purity culture of don't have sex before marriage, like be pure, be pure, be pure, to, okay, now you're married. Go. Honeymoon yes. time, go. Now, now, yeah. <laughs> right? Now. And it's like, it's like, yeah, you have those moments of like, great, we're married now. Let's have sex. Let's do, let's consummate our marriage. Let's do all the things that we can do now. But a lot of times for women in the back of our head, there's a transition that we have to talk about that I think that we don't talk about. And then women struggle because the world tells you that men are more sexual. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, some women can be more sexual and some right. men can be less sexual. Right. But women, I think, don't necessarily have an outlet to talk about that. And we don't talk about what it means to transition from purity culture to a normal, healthy relationship that has its ups and downs, mm -hmm. where some people are going to want intimacy, some people are not going to mm -hmm. want intimacy, mm -hmm. that it's not okay to just tell the wife to just do what her husband wants. Like, we have to equip people to engage in those conversations, to talk to people that are older and wiser, yeah. and to say, it's okay to be confused. It's okay to learn your body. It's okay um, to have conversations and to be able to just sit down with your husband, not in a sexually charged matter, but right. to just sit down and close say- on. Yes, close yeah, on. Close on. <laughs> like, let's evaluate how things are going in this area. I think that's huge because I think a lot of men probably don't understand that mental battle that women- no. might have it's a struggle it's not really a battle for them probably how we think We've, differently i mean like really like we're yeah. more a connection like mm -hmm. the the emotional connection mm -hmm. yeah. where for them it's not i'm not every not man ever. but Correct. you know it, there's there's differences yeah. so yeah. and i have to say it's been good for me and my husband like because i would say like at the 11 year mark i think we're doing okay but we've had we still have conversations about adjusting to like what I need versus what he needs. Right. There's been points as a mom where I feel like I have failed him miserably mm -hmm. in that area of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And like really talking to newlyweds about being able to communicate. Because yeah. communication is key. It's so communication about your feelings. It's about areas of intimacy. It's about what you're afraid of. It's about everything. And mm -hmm. I think newlyweds sometimes want to portray that everything's perfect. Right. And I would say this is probably the time to set the stage for Absolutely. those conversations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not look at it like a bad thing. It's a good thing to talk those things thing. out. And, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's great advice. <laughs> I like it. So now we're going to move on to the young mom sure. who is yeah. in the thick of it. Yes. Um, <laughs> when finding time for anyone but your baby 
or babies feels impossible mm-hmm. with your marriage when your children are young. Mm-hmm. How? What advice would you give them? Can I just say it's real? <laughs> it is not like and Martha you had Stewart twin boys. Twin boys. Yeah. And it is real. There are, and I think we talked about this, right? Mm-hmm. There are times where, as a mom, you're not gonna have time for everything mm-hmm. equally. Yeah, right. And there are times where your kids are going to demand more time than your spouse, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And I'm always amazed at the parents. There's, there's like within the church, people are like, "Nope, you are a wife first. And I'm like, "Are you gonna <laughs> tell my two boys that who's yeah, screaming exactly. because they need a diaper change no, and right? need to be fed?" <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. like, and just neglect them. <laughs> yeah, just gonna sit there because I'm a wife first. And by the way, I don't know about you, but can we be real that when I hear my kids' voice, I can't focus on nothing else, yes. right? Yeah. Can we just say right, that? Right, right. Yeah. right, right. Um, I think the first thing is just acknowledging that everything is a season. Yes, everything that, is a season. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like that's where the communication piece comes in with your spouse because I think it's perfectly okay to sit down and be like. Man, Sterling and I sat down and had this conversation. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm truly neglecting you, but I have nothing. Yeah, I have nothing. And by the way, when they're asleep, I feel like I need a nap. Like, yeah, can right. you just come and can you lay you next please. to me? Keep your hands to yourself, <laughs> yeah. but lay next to me. Yeah, and just like let's sleep because we're exhausted. I think that's huge. And if you had set the communication level already mm-hmm. to start, mm-hmm. hopefully you can carry it into you that hard time through. too. Yeah. 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 I think you just need to tell them. You have to yes. tell them what you're feeling instead of just keeping it inside, you know, and trying to keep it together. Yep. And I think there's something about you're sharing your body with your baby, right? You're, you're pregnant. You yeah. have a baby inside of you. Yes. So your body becomes something different. Something completely different. <laughs> and so, different and beautiful. Different yeah. and beautiful, yeah, right? But different. But you're sharing mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. And then you have your husband too. Mm-hmm. And then your babies are born and you're tired. Mm-hmm. And you're you're feeding your you babies. You might still be using the body. Yeah. You know, yes. like all yes. of those things. So yes. I just remember like touch for me was like, I don't need any more touch. No more like touch. I yeah. have I'm enough. Covered yeah. in touch yeah. right I now. have enough of snuggling and right. holding and like, you know, I'm vacuuming with a child on my hip and yes. I am going, you know, so yes. I think like it, explaining that to your husband mm-hmm. is so important mm-hmm. to be like, this is what I experienced during the day. Mm-hmm. And like, what can you do for me? Like maybe give me a back, back mm-hmm. rub or give me a, a, mm-hmm. a different, I don't that know. Ends there. That ends that there. Ends there. <laughs> Just the back rub. <laughs> Next time we'll talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you need, yeah, that's right. right. I mean, but it's just explaining to them mm-hmm. what you're going through. I think that's so important. Is it's always going to come down to communication. Always. Yeah. Just a funny story for you on this topic. My boys are eight. They turned eight just a couple months ago, and we were putting them to bed, and they we missed a couple days of forty days. They love forty days with Jesus, so we missed mm-hmm. just a couple. So they wanted to finish forty days, but it was a late bedtime, and I said, "No, we're just going to say prayers tonight, and we're going to go to sleep." And my husband said, I need time with my woman. Mm. And he didn't mean it sexual. He just said, I need time with my woman. And my boys go, one of my boys, I won't name him or embarrass him in case this is on. He goes, she's my woman. (laughs) And I thought about that and it was so cute. And my husband just looked at him and was like, no, she's your mom. There's a difference. (laughs) But I think what's so cute about that is like, there is that tug of war that happens where you feel like you belong to your husband and to the kids. Right. But the thing that I like find so satisfying is that God knew that the season would be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is not just you as a it's not you're not the first mom going through it. Mm-hmm. Like the season is real. That's why I think that really I think young women need to surround themselves with older women. Yeah. Because there is something to be said about how do you make it through this season mm-hmm. where really you are struggling every day. And to be honest with you, your identity yep. is not a priority. Nope. The 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 kids' identity mm-hmm. with you is a priority where mm-hmm. you find yourself. And then that's mm-hmm. why you have to be grounded in knowing your identity. Because if not, you just become the mom. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or just the wife, and you're just kind of living in the shadow. And people may disagree with me, but you're just living in the shadow of the mom and the wife instead of this identity in Christ, where like even that season of mom and wife, there's a purpose in there that's so much greater than you feel right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, 
say you have a marriage and the communication is really a struggle or non-existent, how do you, how do you start? Where do you start to make that better? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll share something. This is hard. And this is why I believe that people should look into counseling when things are good. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> if you don't know how to de-escalate in communication, you're going to err on the side of always escalating and making it worse. Like, why aren't you talking to me? Or I'm sitting next to you. You're not I saying know, anything. Right? Do you enjoy my company? <laughs> like, I feel so alone. Right? I've been there. I've said those things. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think it's hard for you to actively work on making a communication better when you're the one that wants it to be better. You need, sometimes you need other people to speak into it. Mm -hmm. I think in everything, start with prayer. Mm -hmm. Like telling God what it is, where you're at, what you need, what you're longing for, why it hurts. Obviously, you got to start there. And then asking him to move in it. Because sometimes when I say things to my spouse, like it's like falling on deaf ears. Mm -hmm. But if I start to pray about it, I'll see God start to work. And it works better when God starts to work versus me harping on it. But Mm -hmm. sometimes we need help from someone else to work on communication for both of us. Mm -hmm. Because I do think communication for men is sometimes different from communication from women. Right? Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) All the time? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I think sometimes you need help and you need people to speak into it. Right? And you need to know It's nice to have a third-party perspective too. So you're not like... Whose right. side wins? No, right. you know. And our husband is not like our girlfriends. No. Like they yeah. are not interested in always sitting and having a conversation with us about everything that first comes to our mind. <laughs> Which funny story, <laughs> my husband will say to me, you know, once we are talking through things and he'll be like, Summer, I, emotionally, I can't, I'm I'm trying my best. And he's like, I think you need to go for a walk with your girlfriends. <laughs> like he'll be like, and I think, I think someone else could, you know, it's just so funny. Someone but he needs to handle realized that after 22 years of marriage mm-hmm. that he cannot be all of those things yeah. for me. And mm-hmm. he, his mind is not the same mm-hmm. as my mind. Mm-hmm. And so he's more strategic. He's more, you know, like not emotional. Mm-hmm. So yes. Yeah. And so he has learned to listen instead of fix. Mm -hmm. That is like a big thing that took us years to come to. Like, I'm like, I don't need you to fix it. Mm -hmm. Just listen. And when I ask for your advice, then give it, but don't Mm -hmm. give me your advice. Yes. Yes. (laughs) If I'm not ready to hear it. I got a fixer too. Yeah. You're like, I just want you to hear it. And then say how much like. Empathize. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Empathize and say, oh honey, it's okay. That's it. That's all I need. (laughs) And I don't know about you guys, but my husband, like if someone does something to me, he is like, at my defense. And oh. I'm like, no, no, I just want to tell you what happened. It'll be okay. But I don't want you to hold a grudge against them. Like, yeah, right, <laughs> like, right, right. You don't need yeah. to be the superhero in the conversation. Just listen to what happened and then we're going to get over it. <laughs> yes. I think something that's helped with our communication too is um, when something does arise, we talk about how it's making us feel rather than you did blah, blah, yeah. blah. No, so you important. can say, no like, use. you know what? I'm feeling like this because mm-hmm. blah, 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 you know? Yes. And so instead of, cause they can't fight your feeling cause you're going to have your feelings. Whereas they'll be less defensive cause you're not accusing them of something. And mm-hmm. I know it's helped bring it back to the feeling rather than what they did wrong. That's <laughs> so important mm-hmm. so, because they feel attacked too, I think. Yeah. Right. So yeah, no, I think yeah. that's really important. And then they can see how to change it. Mm-hmm. They know, Oh, when I do that, that hurts her. Okay. You know? And I think the other thing just about communication is, Asking your spouse, when is a good time to communicate? Yeah. Because timing is everything. Like, <laughs> I think even again of our marriage, I want it, I'm a processor, so I like to talk and process. Mm-hmm. If he's frustrated about something, it's not the time to talk and process. Yeah. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's been times where, like, he's had to, like, as we get as we get well on into our marriage, there's times where even if he's frustrated, he'll be like, Okay, we're going to talk about this now. Like, I, we need to talk about it. But there's other times where in the beginning of our marriage where he just needed a little bit of space. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe you're going to walk away from me. Like, I want to process this and make it better because we're not supposed to go to bed angry. Oh, no, mm-hmm. everything. We're not. We're supposed to talk through everything right. and have everything ready. Like, so if we're going to bed at 9 o'clock at night, by 845, we need to be happy. Yeah, not real. No, that's not, not <laughs> right. We're evaluating our own heart and making sure we're not angry and holding things against you. But it's okay to say, "Hey, let's talk about it tomorrow." I just yes. need to rest and think through it. 
That is so important because I think sometimes it takes time mm-hmm. to cool down, mm-hmm. like like move away from the conversation yes. and let's come back and we'll talk about it tomorrow mm-hmm. and let's let us get some sleep and some rest where our minds are going to be refreshed yes. and ready to communicate. Yes. So. Yeah. I think understanding your spouse too and either their Enneagram number yes. or how they process or their love language, all of these things mm-hmm. will help you be able to work through things, show them love, you know, all the ways they need to. Whereas, yeah. you know, some people need to talk it out right then. Mm-hmm. Others need to process. Like mm-hmm. I think you need to figure out which way is best for your spouse to handle those and try to respect it mm-hmm. as well as trying to, you know, put your way of doing things forward too. I think it's huge that you understand those things. Yeah. Like you said, like understanding yourself, because that was a big thing for my husband and I of like, he wants to talk about it right away. And Mm -hmm. I just realized I can't talk about it right away. I have Mm -hmm. to process my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so I think like be a studier of yourself and then of your, of your husband and then verbalizing and, and you can communicate that like, mm-hmm. Hey, this yeah. is this, we need to stop the conversation. Let's come back to it. Yeah. Correct. Um, like, I don't communicate this way. I need this or right. hopefully, you know, your love language. Cause, um, you need to be showing them, you might be trying to show them love or thinking I'm yes, showing, right, right, but you're right. like, like, I know I love <laughs> presents. I love, <laughs> I love gifts. And so I'm constantly like picking things up for events or, but I think, I don't know if it's really doing anything because that's not how he feels loved. Right. I would feel loved, but that's right. not how he Correct. feels loved. Correct. And so here you're thinking, oh, I've been, sh- I've been so loving. And they're like, no, that's not that's even not registering his, guys. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, so I think all of those things are important. Mm-hmm. Figuring that out. But. So you always hear that you should continue to date your spouse. <laughs> Where do you find the time and energy to date your husband? So I think this is so true. You should definitely date your spouse. But can I be honest? We are so bad at it right now. I know, right? We are and too. Can we just be honest? It might like, just be the time in our life. The season, you know? guys. The season. the season. And COVID didn't help this. Nope. No. Like when my my babysitter, like I hope she's listening to this at some point. Her name is Hannah. She's amazing. But she got married right at the beginning of COVID and then moved to another How state. Dare I was like, Hannah, dare. what are you doing? <laughs> and my boys love Hannah. Um, but I think... COVID made it worse because then we weren't bringing people into the house. We weren't seeking new babysitters. Yeah. And then the kids get really used to being with us and under us yes. all the time. Mm-hmm. And we got into some bad habits. Like we got into some bad sleep habits where they wanted to cuddle and snuggle and we just let them. So we're finally through some of those habits. But I think dating your spouse is really important. And I think, you know, in the last couple of months, we've had to look at dating differently. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when can we spend time together? Mm-hmm. And short snippets. So not like a big forward date where we go out to the steakhouse and then we go for right. a walk or we do. But yeah. what are some things that we can tangibly do in little snippets where we're investing in each other? Yes, exactly. Um, but I think it is important. Mm-hmm. And I think as my kids are now eight and I look at other people's stories that are more mature in their journey with their children. So children are older. The one thing that I keep in mind is like my kids will be in high school. Like right now, they need a lot of our time. Mm -hmm. But they'll be in high school and then they won't want to sit up under me on the couch. And then it'll be me and my husband. And like, have I invested into him? Mm -hmm. Right. Am Mm -hmm. I feeling his? Am I feeling his bucket? Is he feeling mine so that when we no longer have these little ones, we still feel number one, super attracted to each other, still wanting to spend time together? Mm -hmm. Um, And just what does it look like? So we're really bad at it, but we are cognizant of that. Yeah. And we talk about it. That's good. So we talk about it and it's very different. Like, um, like our kids will be like, why, why are you going out for pizza? We want to come too. Nope. Can't come. <laughs> How do they do that? They make you feel guilty. <laughs> oh like, my goodness. They do. You're leaving me here. You're leaving <laughs> you're me here. Right. A frozen pizza and you're going out for yes, pizza. And but... my boys will say yes, that, right? Yes. Um, we are having hamburgers and you're going to have steak. So, uh, yes, that's true today. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, but we, I think you have to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You have to be intentional yeah. about it. And you have to fit it into whatever your schedule looks like yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Like if that means after they're in bed, you pick a show to watch together. Yeah. Correct. Like make it work for whatever your crazy whatever schedule. It doesn't yeah. have to be like the big steakhouse in a movie Not thing out that right. you envision a date Not night should be. Yeah. 
Um, my favorite dates are when we go for a walk. Yes. yes. Because nothing is interrupting us mm-hmm. and we can mm-hmm. just keep walking forward and we can just yep. have that uninterrupted time. Yeah. Um, another stage that Barkley and I are in currently is we have older kids. Yes. So they can watch oh, the younger ones. You are so lucky. And we can actually oh, leave the house. Yes. So, that, so is, is that is a season that we are enjoying stage. right yeah. now. So we can lucky. go to the grocery That's store awesome. by ourselves. We can, yeah. yes. yes. Oh, man, the but minute that came, it's, it's life-changing. It, and it's it will life come. Changing. So it will come for you, Latoya. I love that. It's, you're almost yes. there. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I think if you're communicating and you Mm-hmm. express that you want to spend the time and just don't have it and, and realize it is a season there will come a time where you can do the bigger more time things but very much so and i think people need to think about dating a little bit differently right i think that for everyone we always think about like you know i look some facebook right because everybody oh, yes. on facebook is perfect all the time right mm-hmm. so people think about getting dressed up and you know going on that date and i think that's really important too let me not minimize yes. that mm-hmm. um because i like to look like a lady and get dressed up and look really cute because i have a ton of clothes like that and again i haven't worn them through COVID because I didn't have to um but i think there is something to be said about like the purpose of the date is that it's the two of you yeah spending time together doing things that you like that enhance your relationship Mm -hmm. it's not what everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. right yeah um so that's a little watch out for anyone like don't get your marriage advice off of facebook because they only show the perfect stuff compare or compare compare. isn't that the truth you just can't you just can't yeah you can't everyone's journey will be different everyone's journey is different Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right so say you feel like you're giving and giving 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 and it's not being reciprocated what do you say to that mom back to the communication Back to the communication. And I've had conversations where I'm like, I have nothing more to give. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And it wasn't like this super fluffy Christian conversation. It was, hey, Sterling, can I talk to you? Like, I'm all out. Like, like my cup is empty. Like, I am drained. Right? I can mm-hmm. You see, I can roll that off my tongue because I had that not too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, we all have. I, I, am, I am drained. And that's what's really important. And I have to tell you, and I'm just going to give my husband a big shout out. My husband is one where he will say, what can I do? Can I just keep the boys on Saturday and you go and get your nails done, which they need to be done now. Can you go get your nails done? And can you just have some time with your girlfriends? Like he is not selfish. But I want to make sure that we talk to the woman. What if they don't have that? Yes. And I think that is where it is complex. Mm -hmm. And that's where, again, and I can't say this enough. But your network is important, mm-hmm. right? And your network is not just people that can watch your kids. Your network is not just people that can do things for you. Your network is people that can support you emotionally and physically and spiritually and mentally when your spouse can't, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because I think, I think about the young mom right now who is, they're newer in their marriage, they had children. She's overwhelmed. Her husband is still learning how to be a husband. She's still learning how to be a wife. And now she's a mom. And a lot of times, he doesn't know what to say. He doesn't have resources to give yeah. his wife. He's still learning his place. And with that, if they're still working on their communication because everything is a work, she can't find enough fulfillment from him. And she's exhausted. So what do you do? Number one, you go to God. But what else do you do? You go to your network Mm -hmm. and you get yourself surrounded. Um, I've always been serious about my relationships at church Mm -hmm. and relationships with women where I can make a phone call and be like, and here's my key phrase, I'm not my best today. Mm -hmm. I'm not my best today. I need some help. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm empty. Mm -hmm. Right? And I've always grown up in church where like... I had friends that would be those type of friends where they would bring the casserole over, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They would bring the meal over or they would say, I'll sit with you while you go take a nap. But then my husband can do what he wants. And when the kids were little, then I could go take a nap. And I know they were downstairs and they were okay, mm-hmm. right? I just think that's so important because unfortunately with that question, like number one, it's not always going to be recipro- reciprocated. Right. Number two, you're going to have many days where you feel drained and unloved, unworthy, um, unappreciated. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. <laughs> unappreciated. Because like I said in my talk, kids 
are not the ones to show their appreciation. No. no. Not at this age. <laughs> Maybe when they're 15. I don't know. Does it get better? Uh, no. <laughs> right? No. We just do like a giant no. party for a 16-year-old and not no. a thank you. It actually gets worse, <laughs> actually. actually. Right. I think they go away for a little bit, but then they'll be back. Yes. Right. I think when back. they're like 18, yeah. when they're out of the house. Right. Yeah. Right. Then they appreciate and you. They appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. Kids aren't the ones that are always going to give the appreciation. And um, yeah. I think this just comes in and be able to say, like, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. But I think there's a difference between being able to say how you feel versus being able to have your husband fix it. So I think as women, as moms, we should always communicate and say how we feel. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is, is if you're waiting for him to fix it, that could be a problem. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's like a big thing with mops is that network. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where we see this ministry is so important because moms need a network of people, not just Mm -hmm. with being a mom, but also a wife and like encourage each other and love on each other and pray for each other, I think is so important. Yes. So. And for someone to tell you, like, you can keep going. Right. You can keep going and mm-hmm. you'll have your season of appreciation yeah. and then you'll have a dry spell. And it, and to just realize that, like, there's a season for everything yeah. and you won't you won't be in the season forever. Right. 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 I would say, too, like I was thinking about like in in my marriage, when were the hard spots? Mm. I would say one would be like infertility. We struggled Mm -hmm. and that was hard to communicate with each other because it wasn't working. Why isn't it working? There was a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And then the second would be when my kids were little, like that connection was just so hard to find. And so that was a season. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want to encourage our listeners that it, it can change, it can change. but it's just, there's a lot of things pulling at you. So, and to continue the work in all of those seasons. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Even when they're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there'll be also, cause I was thinking about the season of when all the kids are gone and it's just you and him. Mm-hmm. So make sure you still enjoy each other, yes. <laughs> yes. you know, so like find things that yeah. you enjoy together and continue to foster those things. Agreed. Yep. Okay, so what is the biggest thing you want to make sure our listeners take away from your talk at MOPS and your talk from today? Mm, the biggest thing. Yeah. You said so many great <laughs> So advice. many great things. Like, but... I'm like, let me get a pen If they hear here. nothing else, hear this. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. Because <laughs> <laughs> all what you did say was amazing. Yeah. I think there's a lot, but I think, let me just think about this for a second. Because there's two avenues here. There's the wife avenue and there's the mom avenue. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe go wife. Maybe go wife first. Speaking marriage. Yeah. Okay. I think to go wife and talk about the wife avenue, I think one of the biggest things I'd want people to take away is that God cares about your marriage. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Like... God cares about your marriage. God wants you to have a fulfilling marriage. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, here's the reality is, like, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. When he didn't have to, when we are, were imperfect, sinful, he still loved us enough Mm -hmm. to go to the cross for us. And uh, that same love that kept him there, God cares about and wants to pour out that love in your marriage. So whether your spouse, and this is this is this is the hard thing, whether your spouse is a believer or not a believer, God still cares about your marriage. God cares yeah. about the covenant of marriage. Yes. And as a woman, if you are a believer in the marriage, God cares about you and he cares about the life that you're living as a witness mm-hmm. to your spouse. Mm-hmm. And I personally believe that the God that we serve is big enough, is big enough to carry and to fix and to restore all the gaps that we have in our marriages. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he might not, mm-hmm. but he still cares about your marriage and he cares about you. Yes. And I think sometimes we are, if we're not in a good marriage, we can forget that. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think that that's what we're meant to do. So I think for wives, I think it's that God cares about your marriage um, and that your identity and your marriage is in him first, right? Not necessarily the covenant, but him Mm -hmm. first, then the covenant. Mm -hmm. And I think for moms, it's that 
you know, we know the verse where it says children are a blessing mm-hmm. from the Lord. It's also a lot of work. But God is with you in every single season of that phase of that child's life. And he didn't call you to do it alone. And he cares as much about that kid or that child as much as you do or more. Mm -hmm. And that child belongs to him first. Mm -hmm. You are are entrusted Mm -hmm. with that little one or those littles. Mm -hmm. And I just believe that what God starts, God will finish, right? And when I pray over my husband, I prayed over my husband this morning, I prayed over my kids this morning, um, I just believe that what he starts, he'll finish. Mm-hmm. And every day I ask for God to fill my husband and my kids with joy yes. and with hope and with the knowledge of him. And I pray, and I've been praying this since before the kids were born, that if anything in their life is more attractive than him, that he would take it away. Like, I was always taught that you don't pray. So I'm not praying any soft prayers. I'm praying prayers where I want my kids to grow up, to know Jesus, to live for him, where I want nothing to be more attractive than him. And also, I know my old pastor used to say this, as he said, that your prayers will long outlive you. Yeah. I love when you share that. Isn't that legacy? Yeah. And I know that my parents are passed away, but I know that my parents, the prayers that they prayed, the people that have prayed for me, those prayers are still active and alive and that God has it forgotten. We serve a God that sees, that hears, that remembers, and those prayers are still there. So when you're praying over your spouse and we're praying over your kids, those prayers are long going to outlive you. Okay, so we always close out our podcast sharing mom advice, but we are wondering if you could share either your worst or best marriage advice. (laughs) Oh, Oh, best or worst? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you could share a worst. (laughs) Oh, can I think about this for just a second? Yeah, I can. Well, I can start, I guess. Well, I'm actually kind of mad at myself because I – was going to read from a book and I left it at home, but oh. I know I'm so mad. But um, we read this book, gosh, how many years, years ago years in ago. a small group called Sacred Marriage uh-huh. by Gary Tom. You're probably like Thomas? 10 Thompson? years married, right? Like 10 years. It was, it was a while ago and it is a fantastic book. So uh-huh. I recommend reading it if you're wanting to better your marriage or learn more. It's just a really good book. And what it suggest is you look at marriage and you go into it thinking it's about holiness, not happiness. Mm. And I was like, I think that's a great advice because I think so often you get married thinking it's going to be so happy. And when it's not, you're like, what's wrong with this marriage? It's awful. You know, and you're, but that's not what it's about. And I think it's more about your journey and your uh, walk with the Lord. And I feel like the more you work on yourself, that's Mm -hmm. just going to flow from you to Amen. other areas of your life. Amen. Right. So yeah. I would say work on yourself first. Mm-hmm. And the better you can make yourself, that will help in all the other areas as far as mothering, yeah. husband, mm-hmm. yes. all of the other relationships in your life. So instead of saying like, you know, he's doing this or he's awful at this. Okay, what's my part in it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I can work on that. I can't work on what he needs to work on, and I have no control of that, but I can work on what I can work on. Right. And we're never perfect, and there's always going to be something we can work on. So I say work on yourself, and hopefully from there, um, you know, what's the it will drip down effect and yeah. flow out from there. Yes, so, I love that. I know. I had this great thing to read from the I book. Know. I'm so mad, but read no the way. book. It's really good. Sacred marriage. <laughs> Sacred, Sacred marriage. I, it's either Gary, no. t- Gary Thomas or oh, Thompson. Maybe. I can't remember. Okay. I think it's Thomas. Gary okay. Thomas. Okay. I love a good. While you're sharing, I'll look it yeah. up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Latoya, do you have one? Or you? I do. I think. Um, so probably best or worst marriage advice. I think I'm going to go with marriage advice as far as, I don't know if it fits in, but I think here's the thing. Um, from a spiritual perspective, I th- I would say that don't expect your spouse's journey with the Lord to look like yours. Yeah. Okay. I had to learn that the hard way because mm-hmm. I am outgoing. I am mm-hmm. bubbly. I am like all there in your face. And my husband is more, he's not quiet, but he's more on the quiet side. And I'd be like, do you love the Lord? Like, where are you? Like, do this, do this. And he's like, that's why, yes, I'm saved. I've done this. I've done this. But I think sometimes we expect 
things to look the same as women. Mm -hmm. And our husbands are just a different force sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. And I think if we expect our husband's spiritual journeys to look like ours, we can be in for a, a little bit of pain. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, and as my, as our mirror, as we, you know, we've been, it'll be 12 years in September. My husband's spiritual journey is far different than mine, yeah. but he's a powerhouse mm-hmm. and he's a praying man and he loves the Lord. And it's amazing to see how God works in him in the quiet mm-hmm. versus how God works in me in the outward. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. because we're wired differently. Well, and there's so much you can learn from each other. Too. So much, so much. That's like opposites attract, opposites right? Attract, but yeah. it's like we help even each other out in different ways. But that is really good because yeah. I know how I experience the Lord is different than my husband, yes. how he experiences the yes. Lord. And to realize that it's not everyone it's does not the, same the same thing. It's yeah. not the same. I love that. Same God, but he works in his creation very differently. Yeah. And that's yeah. okay. We just want him working. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, here's mine. It'll be a little funny. Okay. We like funny. (laughs) Bring funny. All right. This is after 22 years, but I probably came into understanding this probably 18 years ago. I don't know. So um, when the monthly friend would come, I realized that Mm -hmm. literally leading up to that, I I was irrational on things, and I just felt a little more heated than I seemed bigger than I thought. And so my husband, you know, he would... We would get into an argument, mm-hmm. you know, around that time. And he finally to catch on. caught to on. Catch on. <laughs> and I just remember him just looking and uh-huh, uh-huh. And then at the next day I'd be like, oh, I got, I got my monthly friend. And um, like, oh, I know. <laughs> he goes, yeah, 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 I, I knew it was coming. So my advice is men and women <laughs> is realizing Maybe get something in your phone that says when it's coming so that you know, know. is this? Maybe tread lightly this week. (laughs) Tread lightly, yes, yes. That is my advice. I love it. For marriage. I love love it. it. I love that. That is wise for all moms and wives to hear. Isn't that the truth? I love that. And love that he was in tune to that. Yes. It took us a while. Yeah. It took us a while. But we got there. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, joys of womanhood. Speaking of womenhood, we want to take a minute to talk about a women's conference coming up that we love. Um, So this last September, we had the joy of going to MomCon, which is a conference that MOPS puts on. It was in Nashville this last September, and we had so much Mm -hmm. fun. Um, And this year, it's in San Diego. California. Sunny California. Wow. I know. Doesn't that sound that nice? Like, we have to go to San Diego. So, I don't know if you are in the Illinois area. We used to have this conference called Hearts at Home that we went to every year. And we'd get a big group from our mops group and our friend group and just go down. And it's like a mini vacation. You have all these sessions of things that you want to hear about. Like, there's... Uh, one's about sex. There's one's about (laughs) hospitality. There's one's about raising a defiant kid. Mm -hmm. You know, all the things as a mom, they're like, yes, I need to hear resources. Get equipped. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you come away um, feeling refreshed because you had a weekend with your girlfriends and so much knowledge. You come home and want to try all of the things. (laughs) Yeah. But that hasn't been around for a several years, and um, MomCon has, and we were always under the impression it was for MOPS leadership, mm-hmm. but we found out it's more than that, and it mm-hmm. has a lot of these sessions that are just for any woman. That doesn't have to be a person in leadership of MOPS, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like a new hearts at home, and it's in fantastic locations, yes. <laughs> which is really nice. So it can be a vacation and a time of being filled up. Right. Years ago, we went to this conference and we flew in a plane. Huh? We both were um, pumping. Pumping on the way. Are you we brought our yeah. pump everywhere we went <laughs> and awesome. our bottles of yeah. milk. Yeah, everywhere. we have this picture of us on the plane with our so, 
hi- hooter hiders yes. and just that pumping away. <laughs> so moms out there with littles, you well, can make it. You can do yeah. it. Um, but, and another conference we want to talk about, this airs on Friday. We're taping yes. on Tuesday. But uh, the chapel has a conference um, called Rise Up. Mm. And LaToya is one of our main <laughs> speakers for this conference. So if you want to register, it's at um, chapel.org slash rise up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have spots open and we would just love to have you if you want to see. Yeah. Oh, March 12th. I'm okay. so Super sorry. Excited. 2022. Yeah. It's at nine o'clock to five o'clock. It's a day conference. Um, so sign up. It's only $35. It's such it's, a good deal. It's a great price. Good deal. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah. They've so, got great um, swag and they've got great breakout sessions yeah. and great speakers. Phenomenal breakout sessions. Yeah. So, oh, I want to take them all. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. That's the hardest part is Everyone choosing. Asks, Can yes. we tape it? Can we? Yes. No. You have to come. You have to be in person. Yeah. Come in person. So yes. if you're a local, so. for sure, hit that up on yes. March 12th. Definitely. Um, but sh- oh, but going back to MomCon, we have a code that yes. we wanted to share. If you want to register for it and join us, we already bought our tickets. Um, we can get you guys fifty dollars off. Fifty five zero. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a good deal. That's a good so, deal. So um, the code is get your pen ready, and we'll put it in the show notes too. But oh, that's true. It. We can Just do that. It. So it's, it's Street good. Team. 22-F-A-F-20. And we'll put that okay. in the show notes so that you can Oh, you know how to do that. It. You're so fancy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> These two girls don't start you. new Instagram <laughs> stories, but they are going to learn. We're They're learning. We're out. learning. Um, but we would love to have you join us. That would be, be so, so much fun. fun. Um, but hey, the most embarrassing part, <laughs> <laughs> we would like to ask if you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing to our podcast. Yay. We would love that. We want to know who's out there, who's listening. And if you're feeling extra generous and want to leave us a shout out or a review. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, So we love doing this. And with your help, we can continue to do so. So feel free to follow us and give us some love on our Instagram page, the Chapel Mops After Party. And as always, the Chapel Mops After Party is proud to be part of the Mops Podcast Network. There is a group of moms who get you, need you, and are here to remind you that you are never alone. So find your mom village online or in person at mops.org backslash find a group. Thank you, Latoya, for being here with us today. Loved having you, my dear. So fun. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.